0: Hello, hello. I hope all is great with you. This is Dan Pierce, and you are with me on the Mentally Fit Podcast. If you've been feeling more depressed lately, you're not alone. Over 86% of members in the Mentally Fit community responded to a recent survey that I posted saying that they've felt more depressed since COVID-19 happened. There's a lot of reasons and factors that contribute to this, and I know I've experienced some of them myself like being stuck inside, financial pressure and difficulties, as well as increased strain and stress on personal relationships with friends, family and loved ones. So there's all this pressure and all of the coping skills that we used to use to overcome challenges like this. Many of those coping skills have been taken away We can't go out and meet a group of friends anymore. We can't go to an event to take our minds off difficult times. We're really stuck really having to deal with this immense pressure uh, with very, very little support in many times, many cases. So if you've been feeling depressed, more depressed than usual, just know that you're not alone. I've been struggling myself, and I know a lot of people in the community have been struggling. And it's just something that is is going to happen. So what do we do when we feel depressed? To answer that question and to help find some solutions that work during COVID-19, we brought in a therapist named Tiffany Wright, MSW. Tiffany runs a practice based in Los Angeles, California, and she's with us today to share some tips, tricks, and strategies for overcoming depression during COVID-19. I hope you enjoy this talk with Tiffany and more than anything, I just want you to know that you're not alone, that there are solutions out there and that we're here for you 100%. So with all that said, let's jump right in and listen to the strategies that Tiffany recommends. Enjoy.
1: my name is Tiffany Wright I am a mental health clinician based in California I am specifically based in Inglewood which is in Southern California I've been in the mental health field for about 10 years and I am really grateful to do what I do because um, as individual of color, traditionally mental illness and mental health is a very taboo topic. (laughs) And um, so I entered into the field knowing that there was a lot of space to um, feel to be able to disseminate a lot of information to communities. And one of the things that drive me so much is being able to be a part of opportunities like this Where I get to share information, I think that it's so important that individuals learn how to take care of themselves, learn how to manage the stressors that many of us deal with in you know, especially if you live in a big city or live a lifestyle where you have a lot of roles that you play, you know. Um, So I'm very, very excited to talk to you tonight about moving through depression. Okay. So tonight I'm going to be talking a little bit about the actual uh, symptoms that have to do with depression, how you can identify it, um, some of the varying types of depression. Also gonna be talking a bit about why it's important to understand what depression is. As mental illness and mental health is becoming more of a popular topic, You know, people are <laughs> using words like depression and anxiety Kind of haphazardly. Um, And, you know, that's that's great that more people are using those phrases, but it's also really important to know and understand what they mean. OK, so whether you are a clinician who doesn't typically, um, you know, work with someone with depression or whether you are a person maneuvering your own depression, um, it is really important to just have a little bit of grasp. I am a clinician that moves and works through an existential and trans personal framework, which means that when I work with clients, I focus a lot on um, their sense of connection to themselves through whatever form of spirituality that might exist even if that is just their own internal sense of self and power um, i also do a lot of my work centered around asking big questions like who am i what's my purpose what matters to me and so With that being said, I am a very mindfulness-centered and holistic approach-taking clinician. So at the end of the video, I will be discussing some coping skills to help you move through depression. Um, One thing I love about the Mentally Fit community is Dan often shares a lot of mindfulness tips. Um, So I think that it'll be really helpful for a lot of you that already um, practice mindfulness based practices um so I want to start off <clears throat> really not necessarily normalizing uh, the experience of depression but kind of normalizing it um You know, when folks hear the word depression, they may automatically have a picture of what they think it is, okay? Um, And the reality is that depression exists on different scales, okay? You have mild, you have, um, you know, Minimum you have minimal you have mild you have moderate um, you have moderately severe and then you have severe okay, so Everyone's experience with depression is not the same and that is really important to understand But let's just take a step back and start with what is depression? Okay? Um, depression is really a set of symptoms Um, that speak to an emotional experience, okay? So symptoms like fatigue, like irritability, um, having some type of change in appetite, whether you are intaking more or having a decreased appetite. Um, It is defined by a change in sleep, whether you're sleeping more or sleeping less. Um, Poverty of thought, you're having decreased thoughts about yourself, about the world, about your value, your worthiness in the world. Um, For some individuals, it can also show up as a symptom of suicidal ideation um, for some people that could be passive for some people that can be active to the degree that they actually start thinking of a plan and actually start thinking about how they could harm themselves okay Um, of course what most people are are usually aware of knowing depression to be associated with sadness, feelings of melancholy. Um, But one thing I think is so important that I'm going to talk about tonight is there are different types of depressive experiences. um, And it doesn't mean that a person has depression, meaning that they don't have a full-blown diagnosable condition. Okay, To get diagnosed, um, you would have to see a psychologist or a psychiatrist, um, someone who has the licensure to be able to provide an official diagnosis. But we know that we live in an information age, and folks will Google WebMD, Wikipedia, anything um, as soon as they feel like something is coming up. And it's great to have that information, but sometimes the information can overwhelm people and they could just end on take end up taking on labels that don't even apply to them so I wanted to talk about different things that impact a, a depressive experience okay so one you could literally just be experiencing something that has a little bit of sadness feeling a little overwhelmed feeling a little fatigue um, feeling a little down and this could be because of a situational experience okay you are experiencing loss you're experiencing a major transition there's some type of change going on in your life there's a relationship that shifted in your life um, and so there is something caused by a situation that is leading you to have an emotional experience this does not mean that you have depression doesn't mean that you are Depression diagnosable, so to speak. Okay, so you have situational depression where you experience, you know, these grouping of symptoms because of a specific situation. Okay, sometimes you could just have days where you feel really sad and, you know, you do have some compromised thoughts and you are wanting to isolate yourself more from people. Again, doesn't necessarily mean that you have depression. Now, when we talk about a depressive episode, this is when at least four or five of the symptoms that I mentioned the irritability, the fatigue, the wanting to isolate, the uh, decrease or increase in appetite, the change in sleep um, some of these things, you know, if they happen for a two week span, okay, um, this is when we consider a depressive episode, okay. Now, Again, a depressive episode can come from a situational experience or if you are a person that is experiencing depressive episodes several times a year or more than once, it is likely that you may have a varied form of depression, okay? If you are experiencing any challenges emotionally, I say if you have the resources or you're able to find um, someone that fits in your budget, in your insurance plan, if you're able to, you know, um, look for a clinician, okay? You don't have to wait till something gets really, really bad. Sometimes people use therapy as a last resort and it doesn't have to be that way, doesn't have to be well I have nowhere else to go I don't have anything else to do you know I'm gonna go to a therapist these are licensed trained mental health professionals that can support you provide a safe space as you learn about what's going on with you. So it's important to know that you can always you know look to a licensed uh, clinician or a registered uh, associate professional um, in your state. Okay. So getting back to the different types of depression, okay? So we talk about situational depression a little bit. Uh, We just talked about general depressive state, and then we talk about depressive episode, and then going into um, what may be something that could be an actual disorder, okay? Um, Even with depression, there's different types of depression. You have major depressive uh, disorder, and you have chronic depression, which is a little bit more milder, and it happens over a longer periods of times years at a time for some people um, again not the best idea to just go on WebMD <laughs> and diagnose yourself okay I always want to go into a licensed professional so why am I sharing this well of course there's different folks that are in the mentally fit community but I think it's so important to have a sense of awareness of certain symptoms to look out for okay because depression or depressive states are more than just sadness you know when you really start having poverty of thought. You're, you're questioning your wealth, you're quest- uh, your uh, your worthiness, excuse me. You're questioning your value. Um, you're questioning if people care about you, if you matter, if, if you're loved or you're being really critical of yourself or you're getting really irritated. These are all things to pay attention to. You know, um, when it comes to awareness, Of where we are what's going on in our body what our emotional state is it's so pivotal to how we manage our quality of life it is so often that people wait till they get completely burnt out or absolutely can't do anything until they start seeking help and it doesn't have to be that way okay so um, Why is awareness important number one awareness can really help you understand how to navigate what's going on for you. Okay, I often find that people can be so harsh with themselves. So imagine you're in a depressive state everything feels more difficult for you and here you are possibly having this inner narrative oh i'm lazy why can i do this what's wrong with me right and sometimes people go inward and start, you know, criticizing or attacking themselves um, because they're not responding or showing up or being as productive as they think they should be. And I'm using all these quotes because these are all ideas. Okay. They're just judgments that we create for each other. And so sometimes when we have context as to why we're doing what we're doing it can allow us to take care of ourselves differently it can allow us to give ourselves permission to be more gentle with ourselves and that's why having an awareness of what depressive symptoms look like is really important okay it also helps eliminate the danger that can happen when we minimize what's going on with us okay Are you a person that minimizes things like, oh my goodness, I'm so tired, but you know what? I need to just push through this. I just got to do this. Okay. I'm really fatigued. Um, I'm really irritable. I can't concentrate, but you know what? It's not a big deal. I'm just going to move through this. Okay, you're minimizing what's going on for you, which is why being mindful of the fact that, okay, some things are changing. I'm seeing I'm sad. I'm seeing I'm melancholy. I'm seeing my motivation is low. I'm seeing that I'm having a loss of interest in in things that typically, you know, I find enjoyable. I'm seeing that I don't really want to be around people. It's one thing if these circumstances were happening individually, but if they're happening in a group context, it is something to pay attention to and not minimize. Okay. It's so easy for a lot of us to minimize things that we're going through because a lot of people, especially in the U.S., are very work-driven individuals, very work-driven, Very productivity driven, right? So anything that interrupts one's ability to be productive also often goes ignored, okay? Mental health is just as important and very much connected to physical health. But people do not often take the same approach to care and vigilance for their mental health as they do their physical health. Okay, but it's 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 interconnected. You can't you can't separate it. You really can't separate it. Okay, um, if you see that you have a cut or a bruise or you twist something or you break something, you're going to be alarmed, right? But people don't seem to have the same alarm if they notice that it's harder for them to concentrate, that their appetite is changing, that their sleep is changing, that they're becoming more irritable, but it matters. We don't wanna minimize things because when we minimize what's going on for us mentally, emotionally, then we tend to push ourselves to a place where we can get ill, okay? So it's really, really, really important to understand that another thing triggers okay if you are a person that has experienced situational depression if you know that there are times where it has happened for you multiple times um, it's important to think about what's triggering this what is allowing me or you know being a catalyst essentially for this emotional reaction that's really important too because that can um, definitely help you be intentional with what self-care looks like okay so last 12 minutes or so I really really want to get into the power and importance of coping tools so as I mentioned I am a very mindfulness-centered clinician, which essentially means that I use a lot of tools with my clients to help them build a sense of awareness, self-awareness, and connection with themselves. I think mindfulness is a very, very important tool that more people could be be open to utilizing for um, managing their mental health okay now everyone has different capacities around you know um, really connecting to different mindfulness activities but there's so many okay so i want to go through some coping tools some really basic coping tools if someone is feeling like they're experiencing depressive symptoms okay the first thing that is so important and i think in any state is connecting to the power of your breath okay that's something you don't have to pay for that's something that you don't have to like go somewhere or go outside to connect to but your breath is within you now of course if you have um, a physical condition that provides difficulty in you breathing, then of course breathing exercises can be really, really challenging, right? And so you want to check in with your doctor if you do have any conditions that uh, make it hard for you to breathe, what are breathing techniques that you can utilize so you don't put your body in harm's way. If you do not have any um conditions that prevent you from doing breath work the standard thing that i teach my clients are five second inhales through the nose and five second exhales through the mouth now you might be wondering well tiffany what is that going to do about depression like i feel sad Um, i feel like i want to eat more or i don't have an appetite or i can't sleep well being able to breathe repeatedly slowly controlled breaths really help you connect with your body and engage with what's going on. So you can respond accordingly. Okay. If you are feeling really melancholy, if you're feeling sad, but you don't know it because you're moving so much, then breath work, will help you connect and and really realize, wow, I'm really not feeling like myself. I'm really not feeling good. So maybe it would be helpful for you to slow down a little bit. Maybe it would be helpful for you to not overwhelm yourself with so much productivity and sensory information, okay? Um, breath work can also help you really kind of get in your body and see what's going on. Again, we're constantly moving so fast, so being able to slow down is important. Because honestly, a lot of people think of, when they think of depression, they think of people stopping and not being able to do anything. When in reality, there's a lot of people with who are highly functional in depressive episodes. So they can go, 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 go for days, for weeks. They're going and not one person can know <laughs> that they're having a challenge and that person doesn't even Feel it until they're home they're by themselves and they're trying to slow down okay but again we don't want to push our bodies right if we understand that you know I'm having a lower mood then we can be more gentle with ourselves okay some other things that I think are really great mindfulness strategies as you're moving through um, uh, depressive states again and these are things you don't need to spend money on you need don't need to go out and do the practice of gratitude. Gratitude is such a helpful mindfulness practice, okay? One with depressive states, especially if you have poverty of thought, you are focused on limitations, you're focused on deficits, you're focused on what you don't have, you're focused on what you what 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 you're not doing, right? This is just kind of part of standard experience that comes with depressive states if you're having poverty of thought. So gratitude allows you to one, become aware of the present and be in the present. And two, it also allows you to connect to something that might give you hope if you're feeling hopeless because hopelessness and helplessness is a an associated symptom of depression or a depressive episode, okay? So again, we're thinking about the symptoms, hopelessness, helplessness, fatigue, change in appetite, changing sleep patterns, sadness, melancholy, poverty of thought, um, the desire to isolate, the decrease in interest of um, involving yourself in things that are typically pleasurable for you, right? Like all of these things, so gratitude can actually facilitate a positive experience within you now again this doesn't mean it's going to completely erase the depressive symptoms that's going on but coping tools especially during times like a depressive episode or you know um, having depressive mood is really about regulation and distress tolerance okay being able to tolerate the discomfort of what comes up with depression okay so breathing our breath work gratitude um movement now notice i didn't say exercise i just said movement so movement could be you stretching movement could be you dancing movement could be you walking movement could be uh, a more intense workout for you um but movement is positive it keeps gets your blood rushing um it'll help release happy chemicals in your body which again help Um, temporarily alleviate some of the discomfort and heaviness that might come with a depressive episode. Okay. Rest. Rest is always important. Um, Now, some people, if they're experiencing some type of depressive episode, they will naturally just rest a little bit more. Um, And you know what? It's okay. It is okay now you want to be able to be mindful in moderation right so if you're spending the day and you're sleeping for I don't know, half the day, um, that might be a little bit challenging, right? Um, but if you're finding yourself taking more naps or sleeping a little bit longer, it's okay to not be so hard on yourself, okay? Again, having an awareness of symptoms is so important so you can be intentional with how to take care of yourself. Emotions are important. We all have them. They're there to be experienced. So it's not about removing the emotional experiences But it's learning how to be present and move through the emotional experiences. Okay, so talk a little bit about about breathing about gratitude Movement rest um, I'm so big on cultivating joy. Okay, like that is a coping tool What do I mean by that? things that allow you to experience laughter. Now, what I do know is if you're having a depressive episode, you may not feel like you want to laugh, okay? You might be so sad, low low mood, low energy, so irritable that you don't even want to laugh, but you can Look at something funny and kind of like laugh inside. So it's still a thing that's cultivating some positive experience for you. Okay. So when you think about cultivating joy, you think about, well, when I'm in my non-depressed state, what usually makes me feel good that I can smile and laugh at. Okay. And again, It's not about spending money or doing things. Are there funny TV shows or movies that you can watch? Is there a funny, um, I don't know, article that you can read or a book that you can look at? Are there memories via pictures that you could go through? Is there a friend that you have that always makes you laugh or always say something silly? Is there something that you can connect to that will make you smile or make you laugh? Is there music that typically makes you feel really good, right? Cultivating joy is intentionally engaging in activities that allow you to experience a sense of play, camaraderie with yourself, (laughs) okay? Um, Other things that I think are really great, art, okay? Art is a really powerful coping tool. Coloring is definitely a thing. Painting, drawing, writing. Um, if you compose music, if you play music, um, all of these things can be used for helping you get through a depressive episode. Okay, so I'm going to go through some of the coping tools again. Breathwork. work gratitude practice. Okay, with the gratitude practice, I think it's important to do three things. Breathe or state what you're grateful for. Breathe. State why you're grateful for it and breathe. The breath work allows you to connect to what you're expressing gratitude for and then expressing the why helps you connect deeper to the meaning. Okay, and you might feel a little warm and fuzzy. Okay, so breath work. Um, what did I just say? <laughs> breath work, gratitude practice, rest, um, doing some type of movement, engaging in some type of artistic activity, cultivating joy. Okay, um, some other things that I am really passionate about is journaling. Okay. Journaling, journaling, journaling. I think journaling is an amazing tool. I use it with most of my clients. It allows you to be reflective. It allows you to have a space to validate your own emotional experience, which is the most important. It could be so, so easy for you to minimize what you're going through if you're feeling uh, depressed. Um, it's easy for you to criticize yourself because you're not as productive as you would be if you weren't in the depressive episode. And it just allows you to release. Okay, so I'm really big on journaling. Um, So that's about that, you know, just about time. Um, I do want to just share a couple of things. As I mentioned, I am a clinician based in Inglewood um, or Southern California, Los Angeles. And so I am actually so passionate about journaling. I have published many journals, okay? Um, Two that I want to share is I have a mindfulness-based journal. It's a mindful reflections journal, which is available on Amazon. Um, and I have a grounded in gratitude journal, which is also available on Amazon. Um, both have prompted pages, very similar pages for the mindfulness one, but the grounded and gratitude uh, journal has 60 different gratitude prompts and then open space just for reflection okay If you want to learn about my services or any other products that I have because I have, a collection between um, eight books, journals, workbooks um, on identity, on self-love, on empowerment, on self-care. Essentially, um, you can visit my website www.tiffanywrightmsw.com. So Tiffany Wright msw.com I do hope that you were able to take something away from this Um, I do just want to leave and say that it's so important for us to be intentional about how to take care of ourselves all aspects of us matter Um, the more intentional you can be the more gentle you can be uh, the more honoring you can be and and it's just so important with everything that's going on in the world mental health and taking care of our psychological hygiene, engaging in it is so important. Also, just lastly, you know, the depressive symptoms might be coming up for a lot of people because they're also experiencing things like grief, okay? The pandemic is creating a collective grief experience. All the things that are happening in the social political world can often also be creating an experience of grief for people. So some of the depressive symptoms that folks are experiencing are honestly associated with grief. So it is even more important to be hypervigilant about what's going on for you. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Um, You can email me at services at TiffanyWrightMSW.com if you have any questions or any follow-ups, comments about tonight's video. Thank you so much. Be safe and have a safe weekend, everyone.
0: I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Tiffany Wright, MSW. I'm going to include a link to her website as well as her contact information if you want to follow up with her, ask any more questions, or reach out to her for work with her on overcoming your depression or anything else that you need help with. Tiffany is an amazing resource, so I hope you will reach out to her. If she can't help you for whatever reason, um, if you're in a different state than her that she's not licensed in, She can definitely help you find a therapist or somebody to talk to, and definitely she'll help you get the support that you need. So please reach out to Tiffany and join us in the Mentally Fit community. We would love to support you. The Mentally Fit community is currently free to help with COVID-19. So check it out. Come join us if you're not there already at joinmentallyfit.com. Join us Join the community and let us know how you're doing. We would love to support you and talk to you about this and any other topic or challenge that you need help with. All right, so I hope you have a great day. I hope you enjoy a relaxing weekend. And I look forward to talking with you soon in the Mentally Fit community. All right, I'll see you later. Have a great day.